0: Good evening, I'm Christian Esquera, and welcome to this episode of After the Pack, where we get to see things more clearly, where we get a better sense of the truth. Let's begin by dissecting the news. A group of presidents from Ferdinand Marcos Jr.'s own political bailiwick has filed a petition to disqualify him in next year's presidential election. It's the eighth petition arguing that the commission on elections should not allow Marcos Jr. to run for president because he is a convicted criminal. In 1995, a Quezon City court convicted him for not paying his income tax, but the Court of Appeals modified the ruling two years later, removing the prison term but ordering him to settle his tax deficiency. Tonight, we'll look into the arguments raised by the group represented by attorney Christian Woodson, one of the framers of the 1987 Constitution. Later in the program, we will be joined by the new commanding general of the Philippine Army, Major General Romeo Bronner Jr., now, be part of our discussion, send us your questions and comments on our YouTube live chat or tweet us using the hashtag ANCAfterTheFact. Joining us tonight is uh, Attorney Ray Paulo Santiago, the Executive Director of the Ateneo Human Rights Center. He's also a co-counsel of the new petition seeking to block the presidential candidacy of former Senator, Senator Ferdinand Bongbong-Marcus Jr. Good evening, Attorney RP, and thank you for joining us on the program.
1: Good evening, Christian. Uh, thank you very much for the invitation to be here.
0: Okay, yours is the eighth petition seeking to uh, prevent the candidacy for president of uh, Ferdinand Bombo Marcos Jr. First, let's talk about the group that you are representing. What exactly is this group?
1: Uh, this group are this group is um, they're coming from La Unión in the Ilocos region, and they are uh, victims of the martial law uh, era. So there are uh, a number of them are actually claimants and have been able to get compensation from the Human Rights Victims Fund. So they are really uh, determined to ensure that uh, they make sure that there is no impunity that happens, that there is accountability uh, by uh, the Marcuses. And uh, they look into, again, the background of uh, former Senator Uh, Ferdinand Marcos Jr. and uh, they are very much interested to add their voices to this uh, petition to disqualify uh, former Senator Marcos based on his four convictions before the regional trial court and as you mentioned as affirmed by the Court of Appeals. Okay, how how big is this group
0: and uh, how important is the upcoming 2022 presidential election for them?
1: Okay, I don't know the exact number uh, of the group Christian. Uh, but the, those who came here, um, there were around eight of them and uh, they were the leaders of the group. And uh, in, in fact, they claimed to be genuine Ilocanos. Uh, so uh, for them, they wanted to also let the public know that there is no such thing as a solid north, uh, that they are really scrutinizing those who are running for public office
0: okay let's go to the arguments race is there any new argument that your petition uh, decided to raise compared to the previous seven petitions
1: yes uh you're correct that there are seven petitions but actually out of those seven petitions four are for the cancellation of the certificate of candidacy and four are for disqualification now ours is asking for the disqualification of former Senator Marcos, The thing that uh, we put here, we argued uh, very determinedly that due to the conviction, and if you look at the provisions of the National Internal Revenue Code, which was in effect at that time, uh, you would see that there is a special perpetual disqualification for a public officer who has failed to file his income tax return? And the four convictions of former Senator Marcos Jr. pertains to this provision. So we are uh, adding this as part of our arguments for the COMELEC to take into consideration.
0: Did you also consider the other argument previously raised, uh, the issue of moral turpitude because we did. of the ma- because of the material
1: rep- misrepresentation? Because, binig sinong sa COC na finail niya? We did. Uh, in fact, dun sa moral turpitude, uh, ang sinasabi kasi namin doon sa moral turpitude, pag sinabi natin moral turpitude, uh, it comes together with a criminal conviction. Eh. Pero hindi lahat ng criminal convictions ay sinasabi natin merong moral turpitude, Christian. Pag sinabi natin moral turpitude, siguro in uh, lay persons terms, eh, meron talagang tati-gasa ng ulo at uh, medyo merong uh, intent na hindi sumunod dun sa batas. So, tax evasion according to the Supreme Court no, and uh, non-payment of taxes is really considered as part of moral turpitude. Um, That's why that's part of the arguments that uh, Marcos Jr. has been convicted four times by the Regional Trial Court. And this... Uh Involves moral virtue.
0: Okay, but your uh, the, the the main argument that you decided to raise was the perpetual disqualification from holding public office
1: by virtue violation of the tax code. Is that correct? Actually, they're all there, Christian. Uh, I just emphasized it earlier on, uh, simply because you you were asking. Ano ba yung medyo bago dito? No, so ito yung medyo bago dun sa natin dito. Okay.
0: Uh, How about the idea that uh, this this tax conviction, because of the violation of the tax code, also rendered uh, his being a uh, bona fide voter or registered voter under question?
1: That's correct. Uh, Actually, that one uh, has also been uh, put there in other petitions, uh, but that is a necessary uh, accessory penalty, that once you are convicted, um, there is an accessory penalty of disqualification from your right of suffrage. And uh, we do know that in order to be qualified to be to, to run for president, you must be a registered voter. So you cannot be a registered voter if you are disqualified to actually vote. Uh, so what, what we are seeing here is that one, he lacks a qualification, which is um, being a registered voter. And at the same time, there is a disqualification because there is a special disqualification to run for public office. And both items are due to his four
0: convictions. But the fact that he was allowed to vote previously and to even run for public office, and in fact, he became a senator and also he ran for vice president, though he lost in 2016. How do these developments or events affect Uh
1: Uh, the the issues that you raised. That's correct. Uh, But actually, that is a non-argument trend. Uh, It's being raised. Uh, It just so happened that no one raised it at the time when he ran for senator. And uh, maybe the closest that I can um, let our televiewers know about is the case of Senator Grispo. Remember that Senator Grispo ran for senator, won for senator, but no one questioned being a natural-born citizen, except when she ran for president. In short, people become more scrutinizing, especially for the highest positions of our land. And definitely uh, for many, for the petitioners and even for the council, uh, our point here is that we only want the best candidates, especially those who are running for the top post position in our country. So this is our contribution in ensuring that uh, we have the best candidates put forward there. Okay. Now, of course, we know
0: that he was convicted in nineteen ninety-five by the uh, by a Kansas City Regional Trial Court. There was a prison term, right? Uh, That's correct. Three years. Is that correct? Three years. That's correct. Uh, As far as I remember, three years. Okay. But when the issue was uh, was elevated to the Court of Appeals, though the the decision was modified and the jail term was removed so the fact that the jail the the prison term was removed by the higher court the court of appeals does your argument still hold that he was not afterward a a registered voter and therefore he does not have any business to run for public office
1: yes uh first We don't know what happened to the court of appeals decision, whether uh, it was inadvertence or for some other reason. Uh, Christian, I don't think um, from our part, we can speculate on that. But having said that, remember that a person is convicted of a violation of a certain section. And under that section, there is a range of penalties that are given. So the point here is that he was actually convicted of that section, and with that penalties included imprisonment. So even just removing the imprisonment, it's not the penalty itself, but the fact of being convicted for violating the provision. That is what sets into play the accessory penalties here. It's not just because you are not convicted, but simply because that is part of the whole violation of that section. There is a conviction, actually. What, what, we're ju- what we're just trying to argue now is uh, what penalty was given? Okay. But there, there was a conviction and there was a prison
0: term, but um, somehow it was, again, it was removed by the Court of Appeals. So th- this, I, this argument can be made that uh, why would you perpetually disqualify this person when, in fact, yes. the prison term was removed? Actually, and number two, how about the argument that it was not with finality? Because the, the case was elevated to the to the Court of Appeals, although they decided not to mm-hmm. uh, put it before the Supreme Court anymore
1: afterward. That's correct. Actually, if you, if you talk about the conviction, again, the conviction itself that uh, whether that penalty has been removed or not, there was no discussion in the Court of Appeals decision. So that's why I was seeing it's hard to speculate what happened because when you go into that, um, you call that the dispositive portion, there was no discussion. And then suddenly the court of appeals just removes that part of the conviction itself. And um, usually, no, usually, well, actually it should be especially when you are removing or when you are uh, modifying a conviction, when you read the Supreme court decisions, it has to be explained why it has to go lower or why something has to be modified. So in this case, the modification simply came with the dispositive portion. And then again, uh, second, uh, even if there was no more appeal and um, the appeal before the Supreme Court has withdrawn, okay, the fact remains now was that he has still been convicted of violation of the uh, four convictions of that violation of that section. So again, it's that range of penalties that we are just debating. But okay. there's that anomaly still. And that's why we, we want the okay. Conelec to actually settle
0: this. Okay, just to clarify things. Huh? So do I get it to mean that um, because there was a conviction in the first place, none issue na kung nagkaroon modifications sa Court of Appeals, whatever the reason was. Although the reason was not given, according to you, in the
1: dispositive portion. So the fact yes. that he was convicted in 1995—that's it. Correct, correct. Because remember, that conviction includes not that range of penalties. But the was... argument, uh, attorney, they can
0: also argue, that this was not uh, this, this was not a ruling made with finality because that was
1: just in the lower court. Correct. I agree with that question and that is the reason why no that's the reason why we're bringing this as an issue and we are trying to settle this because of course in a in a case like this there will always be two sides and we are listening to our side and we're seeing that well, whether it was inadvertence kung bakit ba hindi include ng uh, court of appeals yan biglang parang uh, bigla na lang nawala doon sa dispositive portion walang discussion Again, we don't know. But for us, no. Uh, then that has to be scrutinized by our institutions, by the comilet itself, okay. no, or later on if anyone appeals all the way up to the Supreme Court. But that okay. indeed has to be settled. But is the commission and
0: elections a proper venue to even talk about this issue, the, the modification by the Court of Appeals, which has a uh, solid bearing on your argument,
1: right? Is the comic the proper venue for this? Well, the petition is for disqualification. So we're not talking about the modification. We're not talking about that. Those are factual. No, those are factual. So the facts are there is four convictions that are there. No. The fact is it is a violation of the National Internal Revenue Code. The fact is, or the facts are. Based on the provisions of the National Internal Revenue Code, it includes special uh, perpetual disqualification to run for public office. It also includes the disqualification on the right of suffrage. No, And then at the same time, part of that legal argument is because of these convictions, these are actually moral turpitude no? that under our omnibus election code, um, violation or conviction based on moral certitude is also a disqualification. So these are facts based from our side. No? So of mm-hmm. course, if we also flip the coin and look at that, they would always throw counter arguments to that. And that's the reason why the COMELEC is the proper venue to determine whether these are valid grounds to disqualify or not. So definitely that's what we have put forward for the community to consider?
0: I've heard certain arguments saying that uh, of the two grounds that you mentioned, moral turpitude and the violation of the National uh, int- uh, Internal Revenue Code, basically, there might be uh, no way out as far as uh, Marcus Jr. is concerned if you talk about the clear violation of the tax code because of the conviction. And that the other, the other issue, whether that particular conviction constituted moral, a crime of moral turpitude could still be left for, for certain openings or elbow room, and perhaps he could wriggle his way out of that, right? Uh they, they agree with that? Or for you, it's equally uh, strong or solid?
1: For, well, for our camp, we feel strongly about these positions, and these are, these are the reasons why, again, we deliberated, and uh, we did agree that uh, we should put our petition there together with our petitioners so it's an iteration for us it's not a toss-up between either of the two. Uh, we feel that uh, these are all very strong and valid uh, propositions okay
0: how would you respond to the lawyer of uh, marcus jr in response to petitions including yours the latest one uh, according to the lawyer uh, we urge these uh, those behind these pathetic stunts to please respect the Filipino people and their democratic right to decide for themselves and their collective futures. So basically, I think the argument is simple here, leave it to the voters for them to make a decision.
1: Yes. Uh, you know, that's a good argument if the person is actually qualified to run for public office. Uh, our point here is, if a person is not qualified, then that person should not be part of the choice. This is not, Merely a popularity contest to check out who's popular. There's a reason why our constitution includes qualifications, basic qualifications. No, uh, in fact, the argument always is that, kung nang mag-a-apply ka sa trabaho, for example, Christian as. Uh, host of this show, no? They, they would look at your qualifications, including educational attainment, di merong ka bang genuine diploma diyan, na papakita, for example, no? But in the for president, there are very basic qualifications, very basic, but the Constitution has, uh, the Constitutional Commissioners has put them there for a reason. So we can't just say, you know, let's just ask the people to decide the date. So, that's a legal question first. Una, qualified ba siya? Pangalawa, meron ba siyang disqualification? Yun yung pangalawa. No? So, if they pass this initial legal scrutiny, then by all means, no, let's now allow them no, to be considered by the public. Sure, this is
0: not something that should be left to the argument na sovereign will of the people to decide whether this person should be the next president or not.
1: Uh, well again kung we are still governed by our laws and by the constitution yeah. so if he is not qualified in the first place no then we cannot just leave it to the public okay now ideally uh, rp how soon should the comelec
0: decide on this pet- on these petitions
1: uh ideally as soon as possible before they uh, include the names of candidates in the in the ballots Okay. Uh, because again, we don't want to confuse voters later on that there would be names there who would later on turn out to be disqualified candidates.
0: Okay, can the Comelec afford not to decide on this? Let's say, abutin in ng election day, then no resulta.
1: Well, I, I cannot speak on behalf of the Comelec on how uh, they would uh, dispose of this case at the moment, No, but uh, we do feel that uh, this is a very, well, every election is very important. No, and if we really want to find out, if we really want to do justice to the will of the people, then we have to ensure that the COMELEC scrutinizes every candidate, not only the one that are uh, the one that we're talking about at the moment, no, but ensure that all issues against candidates are actually put forward. Otherwise, you know, we have a couple of cases, Christian, where uh, during time of the election, hindi na tangal dun sa balota. Diba, sayang yung mga boton, mga tao, because it, they becomes free votes, yeah. and we don't want that happening in this, okay. in any election.
0: Okay. Finally, let's talk about the the possibilities here. Again, there are two tracks, right? Uh, petition to cancel the coc, certificate of candidacy, and the other petition to disqualify Marcus Jr. So, if his coc for president gets canceled, what happens to him, and can he be substituted?
1: Error. if he is disqualified what happens to him and can he be substituted okay if the if the coc is actually canceled it's as if no he he has not been um he he was not uh, a candidate at all walang tumakbo parang walang tumakbo no? so there is really no substitution okay uh, but if he is disqualified, okay, based on Section 12, you know, um, he can be substituted. Okay. Pero dapat same name? Uh, not necessarily. It's up to the political
0: party. Okay. So on that note, thank you very much, Attorney RP Santiago, for joining us tonight on the program. Thank you very much, Christian. We're
1: going to take a short break. After the fact, we'll be right back.